On the premiere episode of Hanging with Champions, Dara and I hang out with a 13-time world champion, a two-time Olympic gold medalist, and a world record holder. And at 23 years of age, he's just getting started. The fastest swimmer in the world, Caleb Dressel, joins us today. So come hang out with us on Hanging with Champions. Welcome to the debut episode of Hanging with Champions, where you, me, all of us will get to hang out with the greatest of the greats in Olympic and sports history. We'll give you some casual access into their lives. We'll throw in some special guests, some contests, and some other surprises. And we'll even have a chance for some of you to hang out with us. My name is Patrick Keenis, and I'm honored to introduce my Sterling co-host. You know her as a 12-time Olympic medalist, a four-time Olympic champion, and she is strictly adhering to social distancing guidelines down in Florida. It is the legendary Dara Torres. Hi, Dara. Hey, how you doing? Cool. I love that open. That was awesome. You are, uh, you're someone who I'm actually really honored to be working with, and it was fun working with you, with you in Rio, and I'm really glad to be back working with you again. Ditto for me as well. So t- tell me quickly about, you know, how has coronavirus, how has the world stopping a couple of mo- months ago, how's that impacted your life and all the great work that you do for the Olympics and for the corporate world? Well, I've become a little OCD in my house, so my house has never been cleaner. I've been exercising a lot, uh, spending a lot of time with my daughter, butting heads, but also enjoying some some time with her. And, you know, um, I've been watching what's going on in the world and how things have been delayed. And, you know, for me personally, obviously sports, um, I'm very close with and it what has happened in the world has impacted me too, because I can just identify with these athletes who have to put their years on hold. So um, it's been kind of sad, but hopefully things are starting to move forward and, and open up soon. Yeah. Well, truly, really the only good news for me with, as you know, society deals with coronavirus is the opportunity to host this show with you. So thank you for your time. This is going to be a, a, a lot of fun over these next uh, several months. And but before, I also have to say and grow a beard too. I mean, that's like, I haven't seen that either. Is that like two months worth or? This is the first ever uh, attempt at any kind of facial hair <laughs> in my life. So this nice. is 65 days worth right now. Uh, so before we introduce our first uh, premier guest here today, I wanted to take a moment just to say that our hearts go out to everybody who's been affected by coronavirus, the victims, uh, their families, and all of those who are recovering and enormous gratitude to doctors, nurses, first responders uh, who are fighting for all of us and to the scientists to try and develop you know, techniques to deal with coronavirus and a vaccine so that we all get an opportunity to kind of resume the lives that we love. So with that, uh, Dara, you ready, ready to roll and uh, open up this little show? I am excited for our first guest. All right, well, let's, uh, let's bring him in. We're coming out hot here, folks. Our very first episode and our very first Olympian joining us here. And it's the uh, 10-time NCAA champion, 28-time All-American, which is a record, by the way, two-time Olympic gold medalist already. And he just broke Michael Phelps' world record in the 100-meter butterfly last summer in South Korea. And he is positioned now to become an emerging superstar at the Summer Olympics in Tokyo next year. It is the 23-year-old phenom, Caleb Dressel. Hi, Caleb. How are you, buddy? Hey, I'm doing good. How are you doing? We're hanging in there. So I guess that's the first question for you is, how are you doing with the Olympics being postponed? What has that done for all of your training and preparation? Yeah, I mean, I've definitely had to make some 
changes with training, but I think that's a good thing about, you know, working with Troy. That's why I came to school at UF. That's why I'm still training with him is he's always got a plan for everything. So, you know, a lot of people ask what my first reaction was. I think my roommates know exactly what my answer is every time. Um, you know, it didn't change my life. Um, you know, it wasn't devastating. It wasn't good. It wasn't bad. It was just a new plan that had to be put in place. So, you know, once we knew what it was, Olympics postponed a year, you know, that gave me more time to prepare, more time to train, more time to get better at my craft and try to figure a lot of stuff out because I don't know everything about my sport. I know less now than I did in high school. That's what I always tell myself. I thought I knew everything in high school about swimming, but um, finding more and more out each day. So, you know, I got delayed a year, but the fun part for me is training. The meets, it's fun swimming fast, but typically, you know, it's, it's a week of torture for these big meets mentally and physically. So training's a fun part. So I got a whole extra year to, um, to do that. Did you have to add dry land training more because the pools didn't, you didn't have really have the access to the pools like you would have wanted to? Yeah. So I was in a very fortunate situation with my strength coach, uh, Matt Delancey. Uh, he's been at UF shoot. I don't know. Long time. Long time he, knows, yeah. he knows how a lot of different sports work. Um, so he actually lives, I think we clocked it. I think it's about two minutes, two to three minutes away from my house. Um, and he's got a full garage gym. So I've had access to his house and I've run dry land there and weight training. So my weight training has actually been the exact same as when I was on my normal routine. So I'm very fortunate to have Matt, um, you know, allow me in this house uh, with the current situation and then, you know, still following all the rules, the guidelines with social distancing and whatnot in his garage. But weights has been the same. Um, dry land has been, I wouldn't say it's even been kicked up a notch. Um, again, it's about maintaining right now. I get bored of things very easily um, as I've been like that since I was a kid. And that's why I switched sports so much. So I don't want to get burnout right now. That's the biggest thing. Troy knows how I work. Uh, so if I go into 21 burnout, I'm screwed. So mm -hmm. best thing right now is just maintaining strength, maintaining aerobic base, maintaining my mental capacity, maintaining my sanity. So I feel like we've done a good job of that. The way that Troy has paced it and the way that, um, you know, my teammates have helped me pace it, you know, sometimes, I'd show up to the pool and not want to be there. So we'd cut some stuff. Um, you know, that was kind of middle, middle of this, you know, having Troy back on deck helps a lot, but some guys wouldn't show up to practice and I get it because I get fried. Sometimes they get fried. You know, you don't always have to play the tough guy. Um, sometimes I feel like I have to, and I do that more, I think than some people do, but um, if some guys wouldn't show up um, to the pool we were training at, like I get it. If they don't want to get fried, you, you got to just maintain right now. It's the most important thing. Keeping sanity is really important and, and tougher as the weeks go by where we're just kind of again, social distancing and uh, hanging out in our homes with our, with our family and our dogs and our other pets. So one thing we've already broken the first rule here on a with champions, which we are only planning on having one Florida Gator on the show but you're a Florida Gator too, like Dara. So we'll make an exception for you here today, Caleb. Uh, but one area where you have more expertise and experience than Dara and I do on podcasting is podcasting because uh, you have been doing a podcast now for about 26 or 27 weeks. Your mom has listened to every single episode. So what is the Ben and Caleb show? Yeah. So I gotta, I gotta say something first. If you plan on having elite athletes on, you're going to run into a bunch of gators on this show. There's no way you're going to be able to avoid that. Uh, yeah. So me and my roommate, Ben, um, you know, I, I kind of came to him and said, I want to start a podcast. It's just something I've been thinking about. I don't really know where the idea originated from, but I wanted him to do it with me. You know, Ben's my best friend. We always have, you know, good conversation uh, without a camera on us, but 
I think it's the biggest thing I wanted just to put energy into something that wasn't swimming and to be able to share some funny stuff. You know, I'm not super active on social media. Uh, I really don't like people in my business, to be honest. Um, you know, I swim not for money, not for fame. I just want to see how far I can take something. It's as simple as that. And, you know, sometimes it gets annoying people being up in my business, but the podcast was a good way, I think, for people if they did want to take a look into my life and how I work and operate um, to, you know, listen to the show. So um, it was fun. It still is fun, you know, recording with them and just being able to, you know, sometimes talk about serious stuff and then other times just 30 minutes of just kind of goofing around. So it's an easy outlet that's not just about swimming. And you guys, have, you have a theme song too, right? Somebody wrote a theme song for your podcast. I listened to it yesterday. Yeah, I wish I, I, wish I knew the guy's name because we got asked <laughs> this the other day. Um, but Ben pretty much like left a comment on the YouTube thing was like, hey, if anyone um, can you know, make us a, make us a song. Cause I made the one on garage band. It wasn't very good. So we had a guy make us a free song, did the vocals and everything for all the instruments. And who came up with the title of the podcast? Um, well, Ben said his name had to go first. So I think it went, I think it went both ways. It was originally gonna be Caleb and Ben, but we settled on Ben and Caleb. You, you know, Caleb, I'd ask you who your favorite guest has been so far, but you haven't asked me on yet. So, you know, I don't know if I should ask you that or not. <laughs> <laughs> I know, maybe we should have you on. I'm, I've been wanting to have a couple more athletes, um, but for right now, it's kind of been fun just having, we had the sleep disorder doctor, um, we had a cancer survivor. We have a couple people lined up at the moment. We just got to figure out when we're going to schedule them. So Caleb, you brought up earlier that we may have a plethora of Florida Gator athletes on this show because of uh, the amazing athletic uh, history in Gainesville. So I guess my question to you would be, who would be maybe your top three all-time Florida Gator athletes? Goodness. So, I mean, I remember when I stepped foot on campus, that was a big thing for my recruiting trip because I wasn't on campus a long time, but I didn't want to go to a program that was just, you know, known for swimming. Uh, I wanted to be surrounded by greatness. I wanted to be surrounded by these elite athletes. I wanted to be surrounded by good track coaches, good football coaches, good basketball, good swim coaches, of course, but I just wanted to be surrounded by it. I wanted to be surrounded by Olympians, not just swimmers, because the way I see it, you can learn anything from any sport. You can learn everything from any sport. I feel like athletics to a certain point is tied together uh, for sure mentally, but you know, physically there's a lot of things that tie together and a lot of things that relate. So that was the biggest thing when I stepped foot on campus. Um, I remember walking through, um, you know, watching the detracting train and, you know, seeing um, the years that they had their national titles and whatnot. So I don't know if I have a top three. I mean, I grew up a Gator fan. Uh, so of course, I mean, watching the 06 to 08 football team, you know, being able to see those games live. I was born in 96. Um, so I didn't, I was alive for the first national championship, but uh, didn't get to see it. It's too young. Don't remember that one. But I remember 06 against Ohio State and then 08 against Oklahoma and then the basketball team too. So, I mean, I don't know. A lot of the football guys, guys um, I mean, of course you have Tim, uh, you got Percy Harvin, um, I mean, you have Jeff Demps, even Brandon James, who was after them, Chris Rainey. Um, you just have, I don't know. I was like obsessed with football. That was originally my first love of the sport was football and not swimming. So that was like my go-to to watch. Um, till this day, it's kind of turned into NBA and stuff, but, um, football team was definitely, definitely a big one. You know, when, when we were speaking to your, uh, one of your coaches, Steve, uh, Youngbluth, uh, he was talking about how UF recruited you. And he thought for sure that UF would be one of your top four, five choices for visits. And then they weren't. And then they said that you were coming to the school for the whole day with your family to look at the school and you guys left at noon. And he said they were like completely freaking out. So were you like, did you know ahead of time that you were going, were you just kind of messing with them or what was going on there? No, I was, I wasn't trying to confuse anybody. Um, <laughs> I told him no at first. I mean, 
you know, there's, I guess, rumors in the swim world that, you know, Troy trains too hard, blah, 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 whatever. So <laughs> I told him, no, I didn't want to take a visit. Um, so I think I had visited Auburn. Uh, I think I visited Texas um, and Tennessee. I think those are my only three. So my fourth and last trip was actually to UF. And um, the main thing that got me back into it was Troy said, you know, if you don't want to come to school here, like that's totally fine. Um, but if you need anything, like just let us know. I was like, Oh my gosh. Like I told this guy, no. Uh, and he's still reaching out to me just asking if I want help, not being overbearing saying like, come on, this is what we have to offer you. Just say, if you need, like, if you need help with anything, um, like, let me know, not, okay, you don't want to come to school here. That's fine. Like, let, just let me help you with the process. So I took that as a sign that, you know what, I should give this guy a shot just, you know, for being nice to me. So I set foot on campus and, um, you know, growing up in Florida, I've been a Gator fan, but I didn't want that to be the only reason I went to school somewhere. So really what sold it was I sat on Troy's couch. Um, and I remember telling him, you know, I don't want to be just a sprinter. I want you to make me the best swimmer I can be. Um, and he kind of gave me a challenge. He was kind of hinting that, yeah, you know, it's a tough program. You probably won't, you know, you probably won't be able to do it. Like kind of like hinting at that. So I took it as a challenge. I was like, I'm going to come to school here. I'm going to swim really fast, uh, just to prove you, you know, I can do this. But really it was the first coach that didn't feed me a whole lot of bull crap. Um, you know, I get it like the other programs. Yeah. Like sometimes you got to fluff it up a little bit, but I didn't want the fluff. I didn't like the recruiting process. I just wanted to swim and train in high school, uh, get on with my career, but it was constant phone calls, constant college visits. So I should have enjoyed the process a lot more. Um, uh, but with Troy, it definitely made it a lot more fun with just having someone who's honest and straight out with me. And I think that's what I fell in love with, you know, until this day, he's still holding me accountable to that goal I gave him as a 17 year old in high school. Um, and then as a 23 year old now still training with them, you know, we've definitely gotten a lot closer. I'm not scared of them anymore. I get to make fun of them now. So it's, it's really fun working with them, um, and growing with him as swimmer and coach, because, you know, of course I got those comparisons with, uh, even Brad DeBoer when I was in the, you know, sprint program. And then of course, Ryan, I mean, so I, I worked differently than both those swimmers. Um, so it's hard. I couldn't imagine being a coach and finding out what ticks for a different elite swimmer than it does for, you know, someone totally different who swims different events. So it's easy to just say, this is what works for one person. Let me try it on him. But I don't work the same as Ryan. I mean, I love Ryan. I train with Ryan still, but um, I'm different. And Troy had to learn how I am different and then, you know, kind of compose this and figure out how we work best. So it's been fun figuring out that process with Troy and, you know, we're still developing it and still figuring it out. Kaylee, you talked about your, your growth as a person from when you were a little kid to now your time uh, post Florida. Uh, I know this has been a private topic and issue for you on occasion over the years, but can you, can you tell us a little bit about somebody who's had an, an amazing influence and impact on your life uh, back at Clay High School and Jane Claire McCool? Yeah, um, you know, I, I typically don't like opening up too much about it. Again, I don't, I don't want to just be using that for a, you know, a sob story or saying, look at me, I'm such a nice guy. I mean, to put it simply, I mean, I loved Ms. McCool. Ms. McCool loved me. Um, she liked me for just being Caleb. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't anything to do with swimming. I found that out because when I, when I took a break in high school, she was there for me. I'd skip class all the time to go hang out with her. I can't get in trouble for saying that now. Um, so, you know, I, I, I ditched class. I'd show up late. I'd go to Ms. McCool's classroom. If I'm having a bad day, I'd go see Ms. McCool. And it didn't have to do with swimming. I think that was my favorite part. She just didn't, she didn't care. She was invested. She, I mean, she liked my swim career, of course. She was, you know, proud of me for what I did in the pool, but she liked me as a person and that made it that much more special. So, I mean, to put it simply, I loved her. She loved me. Um, you know, I don't want it to be the story over every headline. You know, if you knew mama, uh, you know how good of a person she was. You can go talk to all the students at Clay High that 
had her as a teacher, she was just a special lady. And, you know, to be able to share a little part of my life with her and to continue to kind of live my life and be able to share with her the impact that she had on me, um, that's what I'm going to try to do. You know, Caleb, for me, swimming really wasn't about the medals that I won is I realized later in my career that it was more about um, giving people inspiration to do things they didn't think they could do because they were too old and just not to put an age limit on your dreams. What do you consider swimming as your platform for? I, I think you said it exactly right. I mean, you know, I don't want everyone to be a swimmer. Sometimes I really, really hate this sport. Um, you know, most of the time, majority of the time, I love it a lot. The people that I've gotten to meet, the places I've gotten to go to and travel to for free on someone else's, <laughs> someone else's uh, wallet. Um, so it's taken me to some beautiful places. It's, it's allowed a lot of wonderful people into my life who I have beautiful relationships with. I think the biggest thing, if I could pitch, you know, voice out one thing, it's I think we're all capable of something great. What if that is, you know, Again, my roommates are going to make fun of me. They're sitting right over here. I've said it before. If, if you want to be a doctor, if you want to be a teacher, if you want to drive uh, a semi-truck on I-75, uh, if you want to be, I don't know, a botanist, whatever it is you want to do, I want to pitch to people that you're capable of doing that. And my big thing is I think talent guides purpose. So whatever you're supposed to be doing, you know, I think you have some bit of you know, God-given, universe-given talent that'll put you in the right direction. So you know, I'm pretty fast at swimming. I think that's my guide point as to, you know, what I should be doing in my life. And I do enjoy it. Um, I think there's really only two criteria. Um, you gotta be good at what you do. Um, and you have to enjoy it, you know? So, and then if you have those two criteria, then you try to be the best in the world at it. So whatever it is you want to do, whatever it is you feel like you're supposed to be doing your purpose in the world. Um, you know, I believe in you. I think we're all destined for greatness and it's your job on this earth to fulfill that purpose and, you know, try to reach your highest potential. Um, that's, that's what I'm trying to do with the sport. That's what I feel like everyone should be doing with whatever their profession is. Cause I don't want everyone to be professional swimmers. That'd be so boring. That would suck. We wouldn't learn anything. Everything would just, every, everything would smell like chlorine. Everyone's skin would be super dry. Just, it wouldn't be a very fun, a fun time on, on this planet. So whatever it is you're supposed to be doing, go out and try to be the best in the world at it. And I think that's the biggest message that I've learned about swimming um, I don't want everyone to be an, even just be an athlete. Um, some people who are unathletic, I'm not that smart. I, I'm not book smart at all. So I can't go, I can't go and be a doctor. So my goal on this earth is to swim. Um, and we all have different, different things that we're meant to be doing, but it's our job to go out and try to be the best in the world at it. All right, Caleb, we're doing some other different things on this show as well. Some other elements that we're going to kind of fold into the program moving forward. We're going to have opportunities for uh, fans of yours, fans of all the Olympians to come on and ask a question called my biggest fan. We'll have some champion versus champion contest. And then another element that we're rolling in is called Who Is It? Where we sometimes bring in guests uh, to surprise the Olympic guests that we have. So I, I need to have you practice here for me. Okay, I'm, I'm going to knock on my table and I need you to really sell and say, who is it? Okay? okay. Simple directions. Ready? All right, here we go. Who is it? Tim Tebow. Is he in the room? No. I'm here. Oh my gosh. <laughs> what is going on? What's up, man? Hey, how are you doing, man? I'm doing fantastic. I'm doing fantastic. Can I just say congratulations to you on everything? Thank you very much. I appreciate that, man. I can even say congratulations on this uh, little mustache thing. I don't even know what quite to call it. But... Man, shut up. It's, it's bigger than what you got on your face right now. <laughs> That's because I want that on my face. <laughs> 
Tim, I got. A, I actually got a funny story real quick. So I, um, I, I had to have been junior high. I went to a Gator game. I want to say it was South Carolina. Y'all whooped them. But I went to the Gator walk with my mom, and you were walking down the line. I had my hand out. I missed the high five from your hand. So one day, I, I got to get a handshake from you or something. I remember missing the high five. So oh, until man, this day. I'm sorry about that. Well, how about a hug? I can do that even better. <laughs> <laughs> Freaking Gator, great, man. I'm proud of you. I appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, like I was kind of saying earlier, I wanted to be surrounded by greatness. And, of course, growing up a Gator fan, that's just kind of embedded in the program. And I wanted to try to, you know, do my part as a Gator. And I'm still training here till this day. I mean, I love Gainesville. You know how it is. It's small community. It's grown up a little bit. I don't know the last time you've been here, but I don't know if you'd recognize it, but it's still the same old, same old Gainesville. Oh, I think my way down there at least a couple times every year, and I'll be down there again soon. And, um, yeah, Gator Nation's always really near and dear to my heart. There's no doubt about it. That's why it's an honor to be on this call with, uh, with all of you guys. And I also have to give a shout-out to you, Caleb, because you're also sort of a Jacksonville guy, you know, like – Green Coast Springs, okay, it's a different county, but I sort of grew up in a different county. I was you know, White House bum, and so we're both like outskirts Jacksonville people. Oh yeah, my uh, my fiance actually went to went to Nice her freshman year of high school. Okay, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Nice Panthers. Let's go. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Yeah, we just I usually just say Jacksonville because the town I'm from, no one knows what it is. I think it's the same deal for you. It's just easier to say Jacksonville. No doubt. Hey, listen, I remember I had a couple of battles with Clay, okay? In baseball. Uh, did you did you really though? I don't really yeah, you're trying to make you're trying to hype it up, make it sound better. Clay's not good at football. You can say that's all right. <laughs> when I was uh when I played them, they had uh Cliff Abril, who oh. was smaller. Yeah, yeah. I mean he's on Seahawks. He's still on Seahawks now, or did they trade him? I'm not sure, but he was a baller in the yeah, league. Yeah. Wow. He was MVP when they played the, the Broncos in the Super Bowl. Yeah, and then they had another another really good linebacker that played um, college and pros. Uh, I don't remember who it was named, but they had, a, they had a pretty decent squad. All right. All right. When I was in school there, we got runner-up at States, but the score was like, I think, 63 to – six or something like that yeah, but it's we, we, we don't need to we don't yeah. keep mentioning that one that's a, that's okay but i do have to give you a hard time because i know that you went and trained with bowls which is kind of a rival so now listen so i needed somewhere to swim club um i didn't go to school there okay i don't, my only affiliation was i used their pool and i swam club there so i have no affiliation <laughs> with the high school <laughs> I ain't got that kind of money to go to school there are you kidding me <laughs> how, how are you dealing with everything right now in training it's been good. Um, I'm a lot more fortunate than, I mean, a lot of America, certainly the rest of the world. Um, you know, Troy, my coach, he's, he's always on it. So he found us some pool time in, uh, I don't know if I can say it. So I'll just say county over, uh, county south, I think you know what I'm talking about. Um, so he found us a pool up there. Uh, we've been running about four days a week. We only run singles. Um, so the past two weeks, he's gotten us Monday to Saturday. So we got an extra two days added for water time. But it's just about maintaining. Uh, maintaining you know aerobic base maintaining strength so lifting schedule has been fine um I, I can see your lifting schedule has been fine as well um but you know it's been good i'm just trying to maintain best i can um you know keep everything keep everything in line but i don't want to get soft right now i didn't want a vacation no one wanted a vacation i still want to train and listen Caleb, that's why we love you is you're a jacksonville boy you're never going to get soft you know? <laughs> that's, what we, that's how we raise them here and by the way i just want you to know 
that I cut a workout short just so I could get back to be with you and do this for you guys. Oh, you big softy. You better get back and finish that when you hang out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you guys, when I was at, when I was at UF, um, the football players were in awe of the way the summers worked out because we'd be doing like, I don't know, three days and, and just crazy stuff on the, as you know, on the uh, football field with sleds and wheels and all these crazy things. Between you guys, who do you think works harder, football players or swimmers? To be honest, I think, I think both put, push themselves to a crazy level. I think it depends, you know, uh, who the individual is, but I think it's so different. Like, I could never do any of the things that the swim team did when I was there. I mean, I, guys, honestly, I would have to ask y'all for help to even learn how to float. Like, I'm that person who <laughs> would go to the pool. I can't float. Like everyone else, it's like so easy, relax, you know, like lay on your back. No, I'm not a swimmer. I'm a sinker, okay? <laughs> I, can't even, I can't even float. So like when, when we would have to do water stuff, like it was miserable to me. And our bodies are just made differently. So I think, you know, while the exercises are different, I think probably both of us um, really strive to learn how to strain to push ourselves to that nth degree um, so we can make the, get the best out of our body and everything that God gave us. Yeah, I, I think Tim said it right. You know, I, Tim, the sad part is I don't float either. I actually, I sink too. That's why I swim the shorter events. Um, <laughs> I, I think it's just what you're used to. I mean, I started swimming when I was five. Uh, Tim, I'm sure it was the same for you. You probably started playing football at a young age. Like, that's just what we're used to. You know, if you put me on a football field, I get hit once, I'm done. I'm done. I don't care who tackles me. I'm done. I'm just not used to that. That's what you're used to. That's what you're supposed to be doing. That's your craft. That's what you want to get better at. So you're kind of used to a certain level of hurt. And, you know, that's why I have a respect for all types of different sports. If you want to put me on a football field, I'm not going to last. But you put Tim in a pool, hmm. I'll kill him. <laughs> There's no doubt. There's no doubt. Uh, let me ask you guys, out of all the workouts that both of you have done, maybe at Florida or training for the Olympics, what was the hardest workout y'all have ever done? You want to go, Caleb? You want oh me to gosh, go? Gosh, like a, a set in general? I mean, I, I don't know if it's a certain set. We have this thing called Christmas training, um, and it starts December 1st. Actually, it starts when you're done with exams. So um, I want to say, was it around December 1st, Ben Bailey? Yeah, so around December, you start running practices twice a day until you get to go home for Christmas break. So I was never in super hard classes, so – my exams were done like the first day. So I'd be running doubles until we got to go home. So you're basically running. I mean, Sunday, you're running doubles. Saturday, you're running doubles. You just didn't have a break from swimming. My schedule would be, uh, you wake up, you go to practice, you eat, and then you take, you sleep until the second practice. And then you get home from that and you eat more and then you go back to bed. So okay, um, for those of us that don't speak swimmer, like explain what a, a double is. Okay, so, day, but what does each workout look like? So during Christmas training, uh, the minimum you're going to do is about 6,000 meters. Um, so that's about, if I did my math right, that's about four miles. Um, so per practice, that's the minimum, I would say. It's usually between six to 8,000 meters. And you're just swimming. You go crazy. You don't even know, you don't even know what is life anymore. You're just swimming, 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 and building your aerobic base up. So that's so all it what, is. How do, you, how do you balance it for both of you guys? How do you balance it between – like um, swimming where you're building your cardio and then also pushing it to where you're literally swimming as fast as possible. Kind of like that. Um, um, like a lifter would say, I'm doing my max versus just doing more reps. 
Yeah, so we have different practices set up. I mean, there, I think it's, it's the same. Um, so you'll have anaerobic and then aerobic. That's pretty much the two differences. Anaerobic, you're going all out. Um, you can't hold it for a long period. So uh, usually the main set will be between, you know, two, 3,000 meters, and that'll be the chunk of practice that you're going all out. So, you know, maybe a third of practice will be a huge chunk, and then the rest will be um, that aerobic where you're maintaining maybe 150, 160 heart rate, um, where you're just kind of swimming. Um, so it can, get, it can get a little boring sometimes, uh, to be honest, because you can only talk to people when you're resting at the walls. Um, but, you know, to get better, I, I get kids asking me all the time, you know, basically if there's any shortcuts or how do I get better at swimming? And the answer is you swim more. So, um, you know, you get what you put in with the sport. I think that's, that's the beauty of it. Yeah, and I, I, think, I think for me personally, um, you know, everything's about timing of when your meet is and when you should do aerobic work and when you should do anaerobic work. And, um, but when you asked that question earlier about uh, hardest thing, I had a coach way before Coach Troy was there coaching Caleb um, who made us do the sprinters did 6,500 meters straight. So that's over four miles, just, just straight swimming, like for two hours. And I swim one lap, you know, like Caleb, but maybe two laps at the most. So. Yeah. Um, in a, in a Olympic sized pool that was a lot. So that was one thing. The other thing was running. I was horrific at running and we used to have to do a route where we go past the law school and then come back through the law school. So I would run, go into law school, stay in the air conditioning, let everyone keep going. When they came back, come out of the law school and join them. So, um, I tried to get away from, from the running a lot. <laughs> we, we had a guy who, who cheated the run, but he took an Uber. He, he stopped, he stopped at Lake Alice, <laughs> called an Uber and it drove him back to the pool. So yeah. the coaches had no idea. That's how oh, I won the Boston Marathon, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, so Caleb, one quick, one quick question for you. We did some digging. I talked with your, your head coach down in Florida earlier in the week and chatted a bit with your mom yesterday to find out why Tim, and, and Timmy may not know this, but why Tim is one of your major idols. You're sitting right next to him virtually. Uh, why is Tim Tebow somebody that you have admired so, so much for so long? Yeah, I'm glad. Goodness, I'm glad I said his name. It would have sucked if I left everyone else, <laughs> everyone off with Tim. I mean, the thing I like about Tim, I mean, of course, it's faith. He gets he gets God given talent. He understands what to do with that. Um, and the biggest thing is, it's not just football for Tim. You know, he, he's he's done professionally. Well, for now, now that I know of, he's done professionally. But he, I feel like he has a good understanding of the baby steps in his life and what to do with it. And whatever he is doing at that moment, it's a hundred percent, and he's all in with it. Uh, and that's the thing I like, you know, even watching Tim, I've seen your high school highlights. Like I told you, I mean, football was my go-to. I wanted to, I wanted to be a receiver. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty quick on land. Like I got good hand-eye coordination. I'm not like most swimmers, but I can catch a ball. So that was, that was my love was football. So, uh, 06, 08 Gators, you know, that was, that was my go-to. So just watching Tim, um, he was competitive, um, and he knew how to turn off that nice guy switch. Um, but he was always known as the nice guy. Cause I feel like to make it to the top, you can't always have that nice guy switch on, especially when you hop on the field or you hop in the pool and Tim gets it, whatever point, whatever, you know, whatever he's at in his life, he's playing baseball, football, he's on a talk show, he's hopping on a Skype call. I feel like he's all in, in that moment. And I appreciate that. And I understand that because it, when, you know, when I'm done with swimming, there's going to come a point in my life where I'm going to be too old to swim or I'm not going to want to swim anymore. And then it's on to the next step of being 100% with that. Like I said in the beginning, you know, whatever you're supposed to be doing, whatever God-given talent you have, whether it be swimming at one point in your life, or maybe I'm, maybe I'm going to be the guy driving semi-trucks on I-75, I don't know. But I want to be all in, and I want to reach my highest potential with that. Um, and I just want to see what I'm capable of doing. But right now, it's seeing how fast I can swim. But when that's over, 
maybe it's being the best semi truck driver on I-75. I don't know. But Tim has a good understanding, I think, of taking his life in steps and whatever step he's at, being all in with that. But being a nice guy, but also knowing how to turn the switch off. I, I appreciate that, Caleb. Thanks so much. You know, I, I think it's really important that, um, that for us as athletes, but honestly for anything, that we transcend what we do, right? So if I'm a football player or baseball player, that it's more than just a game. Because if all we do is win or lose or throw a touchdown or throw an interception, at the end of the day, it's not, it's not worth that much. I know we put a lot of, we train and we're passionate about it, but ultimately at the end of the day, they're going to forget all the championships or trophies. And I know the two of you have a whole lot of championships and trophies, a lot more than me. But as, for as good as both of you are and all the gold medals, like eventually they're going to rust. I mean, I hate to say that, but eventually they're going to rust. But man, the impact that the two of y'all are able to make on young kids that look up to you. And when you can transcend swimming into encouraging people, um, smile, make, putting smiles on kids' faces, giving them a brighter day, um, inspiring them to reach their dreams, inspiring them that they're valuable or they're worth something. Then, well, then you've taken a sport and you, yes, it's been your passion, but now you've transcended it into affecting lives. And, and I think ultimately, there's nothing greater that we can do on earth than, than, than make someone else's life better because we were in theirs. And I think that's really important. And so that's just always been a goal for me and, and whatever I'm doing. And, um, and I do think you can have a balance between being nice, running someone over, and then I'll help you back up, you know? <laughs> I always feel like we could balance the competitive edge versus doing the right thing. And um, so thank you for those kind of words, Caleb. Yeah, you're welcome. No, that that's well said. I mean, at the end of the day, if you swim fast, who cares? Like, honestly, you throw a bunch of touchdowns. Who cares? Like, what are you doing with it, you know, to reach the next the next level? I mean, of course, you've done a good job. That's what I've actually said on a couple podcasts and interviews. You know, it's like I'm not asking everyone to be, you know, a Tim Tebow or a LeBron James. Those are just the two guys that come to mind. You guys are just two of the biggest um, in regards to just kind of being very influential is, you know, sometimes maybe our purpose is just reaching out to that one person that maybe you can't reach out to, or maybe that I can reach out to, you know, we don't have to be the big guns to make an impact because I think everything eventually will come full circle. So maybe if I, if I help one swimmer that you weren't capable of reaching, you know, that's why I think purpose is so big with what you're supposed to be doing because that's what you're meant to be doing. I can't, I can't reach that circle. Maybe you can't reach that circle. LeBron can't reach that circle. So whatever circle we're in, making sure we impact through our purpose um, because those are the people we're supposed to be impacting. And then, you know, using our platform to change lives, let everything go full circle, but maybe it's not, you know, thousands of people or millions of people like you've done. Maybe it's just one or two, but it's one or two people that maybe couldn't have, couldn't have got the same influence if it weren't for that person and their purpose. Tim, last question for you. Uh, congratulations on, uh, on getting married a few months ago to a Demi Lee. And Caleb, you may not know, got engaged only a couple of months ago. So do you have any uh, early, early uh, yeah, wedding, thanks. early husband advice for him? Um, let's see. Uh, How about the wife is always right? <laughs> that's, that is a pretty good point right there. She's, uh, she's actually in the middle of this unbreakable campaign to um, so support um, girls who are going through a tough time with hope and healing. And so she actually... <clears throat> is on a Zoom call on the other end of the house. Um, so before that today, I had um, some roses delivered to her just to say congrats, so proud of you for what you're doing. And So I would just encourage you to, um, <clears throat> it sounds cliche and 
like it's going to get old, but remember the little things. And I would say, um, even when you get married, don't stop dating. Um, make sure she's always your girlfriend and she's your date, not just your wife. Um, that would be the little bit of advice that I'm also telling myself is <laughs> all the thing, all the things you did to show her that you love her. Um, don't let that stop because you fall into a routine. And um, I think that's really important. But congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, that, that's funny. Actually, in, in high school, I don't know. I don't know if Tim was on the call when we were talking about Miss McCool, but Miss McCool would call. I call her husband, Big Mike. Uh, she would call him her boyfriend. That was, she wouldn't, she would never say husband. She would say, yeah, my boyfriend's coming to pick me up. Uh, and she was old. She was an old lady. So it was even funnier. They'd been married like, I don't know, 30 something, 40 something years, however long. But um, it was, it's funny hearing you say that. And then, you know, Miss McCool, uh, she would, she would do the same. She would literally call him boyfriend. So that's funny. All right. Well, Tim, Caleb, uh, Darren, uh, we're going to take a quick little break. We're going to come back and wrap things up. So hold on. We're coming back. We'll wrap things up with this uh, debut episode of Hanging with Champions after this. Welcome back to the first episode of Hanging with Champions. Patrick Keene is joined by three legendary Florida Gators, Caleb Dressel, Dara Torres, and Tim Tebow zooming in a couple of minutes ago. And our last segment here is going to be our Olympian versus Olympian challenge involving all three of you and the challenge on the table here guys is to sing the florida gator fight song i'm gonna try and rile you up and put you in the mood but are you all you you game for this we're psyched okay ready. all right so here's what we're gonna do here to kind of get you a little bit oh, aggravated okay. and ready to go here uh, all right. He's all right. Away. This That's is actually what, bad. We're right. actually like genuinely right. upset right does, now. Does, does, yeah. that, does that make him mad right there? All right, ready? You can say their name. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I spent a lot of time last night drawing this, by the way. All right, Tim, <laughs> you're going to take the lead. Let her rip. So give a cheer. Cheer. Blue. Forever. Pride of old Florida. Today she drew never. We'll sing, we'll sing a song, song for the, the flag today. today. Uh, <laughs> Did I mess it up? Let's go. On for the team that play. On to the goal. We'll fight our way for Florida. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> okay. Let's go. That was good. No, that wasn't bad. Love yeah, it. Yeah, I don't know about that. Love it. <laughs> oh, look, he yeah. changed here. Oh, nice. Hey, yeah. Go Gators. Yeah. From another question, Wildcat. To, uh, to you guys, though, I, am, uh, I can't tell you how exciting it is when I get the chance to either watch y'all during the Olympics or see highlights about you um, and just the way that y'all represented Gator Nation and you continue to do it and just make us all so proud. And, um, and it's just uh, it's a blessing to have true champions and uh, you know feel a part of you guys when y'all have success so just super proud of you guys and grateful to be on here and caleb grateful to be able to watch your journey and know it's just the start um but i know that you're going to crush it and, and uh, because you're going to remember where you're from and what got you there and uh, keep grinding like you do and um dara just thank you for having me on and grateful to be on this uh, first episode with you guys well, we really appreciate it. And thank you for being such a fantastic role model to all the kids and just human beings in general. I mean, you really are just someone who we all look up to. Um, you're sweet. Thank you so much. <laughs> just grateful for you guys. Gator Nation. Uh, yeah, Tim, thank you. I know, 
I know sometimes I get super sick of doing Zoom calls, so I, you know, some, I'm, I'm sure it's sometimes the same for you, but I appreciate you hopping on. You know, that, that does mean a lot. I've never gotten to officially meet you, so I'm sure once this is all said and done, next time you're in Gainesville, maybe I can shake your hand. Yeah. I still have nightmares <laughs> from uh, junior high. So I look forward to that, that, man. I really do, and, and grateful for, for you, and, and keep crushing it. If I can ever help, I'll be there. I appreciate that, man. All right. So grateful for your time. Tim Tebow, thanks for stopping by. I hope there's big league baseball later on this summer. Good luck in your other pursuit, getting into big leagues with the New York Mets. And uh, you're obviously already a very special person to the show. So thanks for your time. Thank you so much. Appreciate you guys. God bless y'all. Dara, a last thought. We've set the bar pretty high, I'd say, after episode one. Yeah, that was awesome. And, and Caleb, <laughs> hopefully you liked our little uh, surprise there. And you're fun to interview and, and you really have some great things to say that I'm sure you will touch more than just one or two people. Yeah, I appreciate that. That was really cool, guys. Um, I, I didn't know. I mean, I didn't know who to expect. So no one would give me anything. Erica just said there's gonna be a special guest. Mm. And honestly, the first person that thought into my mind, I was like, I, I wouldn't think they do a swimmer. I was like, well, you know, Tim makes sense. I was like, ah, there's no way they got Tim on. So I was thinking it was going to be Michael or someone, even though they told me it wasn't a swimmer. But that, I mean, that was really cool. That's crazy. Surprise. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, Caleb, thanks so much for your time. Uh, best of luck to you and your, and your additional training, getting ready for Tokyo next summer. And uh, we're looking forward to seeing you over there. And uh, uh, good luck with your wedding coming up as well. Yeah. Thank you very much. All right. So, Daryl, that's going to wrap things up. Any final thoughts from you on, uh, holy cow, what a first show. Yeah, I think we set the bar pretty high now. <laughs> it's only going to go hopefully up from there, but that's a hard one to go up after that yeah. show. <laughs> well, that was a beast of a first episode. Tim Tebow, Caleb Dressel joining Dara Torres and me. First episode of Hanging with Champions now in the books. And by the way, we can, you can find us on social media practically everywhere. You can subscribe to the show at our YouTube channel. You can go to Twitter at Hang With Champs. You can go to Instagram at Hanging With Champions and on Facebook, Hanging With Champions as well. You can follow at Dara Torres, at Patrick Kinas, and uh, we're with you for the next uh, many, many months, bringing you more great U.S. Olympian and, uh, and surprises as well. So hopefully you enjoyed our debut episode. On behalf of Caleb, on behalf of Tim, Dara, and the entire Hanging With Champions team, Patrick Kinas saying thank you for hanging with us on Hanging With Champions. We'll see you next time.